Yippee! Uh oh! What the heck? Yeah. It dropped. Oh, okay. oh, oh great! The music dropped. And I what the? Oh my god! I wasn't there. Try starting it over again. It's just not fair. Hey! Hey! All right, hold on. Let me try this. It's still playing. Hang on. Stop, stop, stop. Take two. For the Thursday free for all on the on the airwaves, the Infinity Project. Okay. Good evening, everybody. Sorry about that little miscue with the opening. Oh <laughs> that's first, hey, that's first one that kicking the ass. Hey, technology yeah. a kicking the ass. Yes, it is. Anyway, this is Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project, and guess what? It's Thursday, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve. <laughs> which means it's time for the Thursday free-for-all. We're going to have plenty of stories that will make you think, laugh, cry, get mad. We're going to fire off a Rant Rocket or five, and I'll tell you right now, we've got several Rant Rocket stories tonight. <laughs> anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Extreme, and I'm joined on the line by two of my crazy cohorts. First, we have Red Ranger Kim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, Madea. We also have the Asian Magician. Good evening to you, Madea. Hello, everybody. I hope your day went well. I hope you stayed cool and uh, cool, warm and or dry. Well, in my case, it was warm. Didn't quite get wet here, but that's supposed to change. <laughs> in my case, I'm glad I wasn't a homeless person outside. Yeah. Is oh, boy, listen to this. Listen to this before we get started. Robocop is KFC's new Colonel Sanders, and it's not a joke. Robocop? Peter Weller? No, the actual Robocop character. Yeah. Oh, no. The character. What what were they thinking? I don't know, but it seems to be working. And this was posted today. So we're going to start with this first before we go into our Rant Rocket stories. So give me a second to put this in Yon Chat Room. Yon Chat Room. Open chat room. Yep. Yon chat. They finally got rid of that old colonel. I do too. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, this is supposed to today. RoboCop is back with a brand new job. KFC has enlisted the help of the futuristic law enforcer to protect their top secret chicken recipe. As much as this may sound like a joke, it is not a joke, and there are several new ads that have been released online to prove it. What's more, it... it is it sounds very much like KFC convinced original Robocop star Peter Weller to return to his iconic role for this series of commercials. The ads introduced this figure as Colonel Robocop, and again, while it hasn't been clarified, the figure in the commercial sounds identical to Peter Weller, who started Paul Verhoeven's 1987 sci-fi classic as the titular character. The videos reveal that Robocop has been ta- Robocop. Robocop. Oh my! <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oh, that one's for the blooper reel. <laughs> oh, my, indeed. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to live this one down. At least not for a while. I'll make sure oh, of it. Oh, God, that was so hurt. Shit. I got to do it. 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 Oh, I can't believe I, I actually said Robocock and I realized that, oh crap what the hell did I say and it's going to be forever in the archives too yep you're right <laughs> <laughs> oh shit even if I let, even when I finally let you off the hook you still aren't going to let it down because it's going to be in the archives I better quit laughing yep. I've alerted the dogs even I alerted Cosmo even uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, let's try that, let's well, yeah, try that again. Okay. Take two. We know what happens when that happens. Yep. Anyway, let's try that sentence again. 
The videos reveal that RoboCop has been tasked with protecting KFC's ever-so-precious secret recipe for their chicken. The law enforcement figure went so far as to take the recipe to an underground storage facility capable of withstanding a nuclear blast per one of the videos. Narration in the big reveal video explains that the fast food team felt it was time for a major security upgrade. This is their quote. In February 2019, KFC decided to upgrade their security of Colonel Sanders' 11 herbs and spices with RoboCop, the ultimate law enforcer, reprogrammed with one directive, protect the secret recipe. Over the years, KFC has enlisted a number of actors to portray Colonel Sanders in their commercials. The list includes Daryl Hammond, Drew McDonald, Jim Gaffigan, and Rob Riggle. But this is far and away the most drastic change they've made to the Colonel. Though it's not the first time that a fast food chain has turned to the world of sci-fi for inspiration for their marketing efforts. Last year, Taco Bell made headlines by making a prequel to Sylvester Stallone's Demolition Man. This was all in an effort to promote the return of their popular nacho fries. They even created a futuristic version of Taco Bell at San Diego Comic-Con last year, like the one featured in the movie. Perhaps not surprisingly, both fast food joints are owned by the same parent company, Tricon Global Restaurants. They also own Pizza Hut. So who knows? Maybe they'll advertise a deal with stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> Quit chipping over your tongue, girl. Oh, my. <laughs> All right. All right. The cruise excitement's getting to you. Okay. Maybe they will advertise a deal of stuffed crust pizza with a sequel to The Fifth Element. <laughs> or, oh my or do the same advertisement with Pizza the Hut from um, Spaceballs. Yeah, well, listen to this. This isn't the only RoboCop project in the works right now. We learned last year that Neil Blomkamp, who did District 9, is working on a proper sequel to the 1987 original title RoboCop Returns, which was written by franchise creators Ed Newmeyer and Michael Miner. Blomkamp has expressed his desire to see Peter Willer return for the sequel. If that really is Willer in these commercials, it shows his willingness to revisit the character, which can signify that he's game for the movie as well. Um... KFC has the videos on its YouTube channel, so you can check them out whenever. Yeah. And the fun thing is, I met Peter Weller at DragonCon in 2014. Shit. I'm not going to let you live down. Hey, Robocock is second only oh to getting me laid. You know that? Oh, my. Yeah, getting those laid potato chips. <laughs> yeah, I got well, here now we are. That, now, that, that is now immortalized in the archives as well. Well, yeah. well wait a minute. When you look at Robocon. Yeah, well, listen to this. When you look at it from this perspective, think about it. When you have chicken, you know, those chickens fighting, it's called cockfighting, right? Well, guess what? Robocock? It actually <laughs> does make a little bit of sense. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> well, I'm and then someone came up, the somebody the came up. Yeah, well, somebody came up with this bad joke. Where does he? Where does RoboCop keep his chicken coop? <laughs> All right. So we've had a few laughs here and there, but now, unfortunately, it's time to get a little serious because we've got at least four stories that are worthy of an extreme rant rocket. So. Oh yeah, fire we, away. All right. All right. So. The question is, which one do you want to start with? Porch Pirate Cereal's Boys Wear Cancer Medication, Alabama Newspaper Calls for the Resurgence of the KKK, Walmart's New Policy May Cost a Man with Cerebral Palsy His Job, or Resident Told Not to Speak Spanish at Houston Retirement Community? Tim, you pick the first one. I think we'll start with the second one. All right, that was the Alabama newspaper call for the resurgence of the KKK. That's the one I found. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, fire away when ready. All right, now I will tell you right now, since all four of these are considered extreme rant rockets, this is going to cover everybody. So, what? All I got to think. Okay, what is going on here? There we go. All right, let me find that thing. There it is. All right. All right. I found it. Now, get ready to take cover. Now.
is the story, all right? Now, actually, this had gotten... Okay, this had gotten up to you later in the day. Uh, newspaper calls for KKK resurgence. School rescind, schools rescind honors. So here's what happened. Uh, this was posted here in Montgomery, courtesy of the AP. A small-town newspaper has called for the resurgence of the Ku Klux Klan, prompting two universities to withdraw the awards it had given its editor. Auburn University and the University of Southern Mississippi decided... Tuesday to rescind previous honors for Goodloe Sutton, editor and publisher of the Democrat Reporter of Linden, Alabama. An editorial published last week began, time for the Ku Klux Klan to night ride again. The editorial says Democrats and Democrats in the Republican Party are planning to raise taxes in Alabama so the Klan should raid gated communities where they live. Sutton told the Montgomery Advertiser he stands by his February 14th editorial. During an interview, Sutton suggested lynchings as a way to clean up Washington. Sutton also questioned whether the KKK is violent, claiming it didn't kill but a few people. Really? Somebody's learned their history. Yeah. I want to see if I can actually find the actual story that he, the actual editorial he wrote. So give me a second here, all right? All right. That's bullshit. You thought, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the Ku Klux Klan is still around. It's mm-hmm. oh, yeah. not as prevalent around here as they are. They, I don't know if they're not as prevalent or more prevalent than they were a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That is fucking bullshit. Uh-huh. Let's see. Come on, I want to get to the actual... There we go, I think... Ah, good. I found it. All right. Okay. So this is this is gonna be this is out of the Montgomery Advertiser itself. So give me a second to put this in yon chat. And there's Ashley in the chat room. Hey, Ash. Some time for our first extreme rant rocket story of the night. If I can spell the word the, there we go. Well, it's better than the other thing. Mm-hmm. So my on the other. Boy, side. Ashley, you missed that part. <laughs> Be glad you did, Ash. Mm-hmm. It was pretty bad. Okay. All right. So now this was back on the 18th, and it was updated yesterday. So. All right, so this is you now this is the words he wrote himself. So this is verbatim. Time for the Ku Klux Klan to night right again. Democrats in the Republican Party and Democrats are plotting to raise taxes in Alabama. They do not understand how to eliminate expenses when money is needed in other areas. The oh! social this whoops. The no, Cosmo's climbing on me and its claws hurt. Ooh. The socialist communist ideology sounds good to the ignorant, the uneducated, and the simple-minded people. People who do not understand the Constitution do not like to be responsible. Slaves just freed after the Civil War were not stupid. At times they borrowed their former masters' robes and horses and rode through the night to frighten some evildoer. Sometimes they had to kill one or two of them, but so what? This is the same so what use... Wait. This is the same so what use when... Democrats got us in World War One and World War Two. They kept they, then they got us fighting in Korea. Next, when the industrial Northeast won more money, they got us in the Vietnam War, and now in the middle into the Middle East War. If you haven't noticed, they did, they did away with the Down. caps. The sons were not have to win battle. Seems like the Klan would be welcome Down. to raid the gated communities up there. They call them compounds now. Truly, they are the ruling class. Uh, you uh. know what? These fruitcakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. When asked if he felt it was appropriate for the publisher of a newspaper to call for the lynching of Americans, Goodloe Sutton doubled down on his position. It's not calling for the lynchings of Americans. These are socialist communists we're talking about. Do you know what socialism and communism is, Sutton said? Uh, oh. Sounds like an extremist to me. Yeah. When asked... Yeah. When asked if he recognized the KKK as a racist and violent organization, Sutton disagreed, comparing the Klan to the NAACP. A violent organization? Well, they didn't kill but a few people. 
Sutton said. The Klan wasn't violent until they needed to be. Uh, Sutton, 79, said he didn't know any Klan remaining in the area, stating most died out after the 1960s. The editor said he welcomed people to call him, write a letter, or boycott him. Sutton was in the Democrat Reporter newsroom on Tuesday, a small white building with a newspaper box out front. Next, the weekly newspapers sold individually for $1 were piled on the front counter. Sutton declined to speak to an advertising reporter, saying he was too busy to talk on Tuesday but could meet later in the week. Sutton, who has worked at the paper since 1964, inherited the publication from his father. Sutton and the newspaper received national acclaim in the 1990s for their reporting on a corrupt local sheriff. Sutton and his wife, Jean, reported a series of stories of misused funds and abuse of power. The New York Times in 1998 reported Sutton and the Democrat reporter lost advertising dollars and subscribers over their reporting. In 2007, Sutton was inducted into the University of Southern Mississippi School of Communication Hall of Fame for the couple's anti-corruption articles and editorials. After the advertiser reported on Sutton's recent editorial and comments, the university removed him from the Hall of Fame. Within the last few hours, the School of Communication at the University of Southern Mississippi learned of Mr. Goodloe's off-balance and the return of the Ku Klux Klan, a USM release stated. Mr. Sutton's subsequent rebuttals and attempts at clarification only reaffirm the misguided and dangerous nature of his comments. The School of Communication strongly condemns Mr. Sutton's remarks as they are antithetical to all that we value as scholars of journalism, the media, and human communication. Our university's values of social responsibility and citizenship, inclusion and diversity, and integrity and civility are the foundation upon which we have built our school and its programs. Locals in West Alabama say the Democrat reporter has a history of inflammatory, racist, and offensive language on the editorial page. A review of archived print editions reveal headlines such as homosexuals taking black spotlight in an editorial in which stated slavery was a good lesson for Jews. In 2015, a paper ran a headline titled, Some of Black Thugs Murdered Demopolite Saturday Night. At that time, the paper had about 3,000 subscribers. The paper also regularly republishes what appears to be old editorials from the 1930s and 40s, which include multiple instances of racist slurs. Justin Coleman, a 38-year-old who calls the Linden and Demopolis area home, said the Democrat reader has called for violence against minorities for years. It has gone unchecked for decades, said Coleman, who is African-American. Coleman said people in the committee have become numb to the weekly newspaper, but he's frustrated by the idea that outsiders might have might have a Marengo County, which was about 51% black, 46% white, according to the 2018 U.S. Census numbers. Linden is located about 100 miles due west of Montgomery near the Mississippi border, deep in the rural Alabama Black Belt. People usually say we don't know any better. We're country bumpkins, Coleman said. And if you're black and live here, people think you don't have a problem with racism. Otherwise, they say you should just move. Coleman, born and raised in the area, owns a barbershop and has no plans to leave. He says it's not uncommon for customers in his barbershop to discuss the latest Sutton editorial, and some people think he's trolling. But Coleman said whether the editor is truly calling for violence or simply trying to stir up trouble, the behavior needs to be called out. It's different now because of the climate we're in, Coleman said. He's calling for that against politicians or D.C., and I would hate for something to morph out of that. You can't come back from that. Chip Brownlee and Michaela Burns, editor-in-chief and managing editor, respectively, at the Auburn Plainsman, first bought a Sutton's editorial and shared it online Monday. Brownlee on Monday published a review of past Democrat reporter articles in the Alabama Political Reporter. And I see a grammatical error because it says published a review of, of. Oops. All right. Anyway, as a newspaper editor myself, it's disturbing to see this type of editorial printed, Brownlee said by email. Granted, I'm the editor of a student newspaper, but all newspapers should be held to the highest ethical and moral standards. Editorials should be about new ideas, constructive criticism, and opinion backed up by facts. The call for the return of domestic terrorism, no matter its form, is counterproductive and wrong. It's important to welcome and encourage differing opinions, but violence is never right. The Alabama Press Association on Tuesday suspended the Democrat reporter pending further action, the trade association said in an email statement. The Alabama Press Association Board of Directors voted today to censure Goodgill Sutton and suspend the association membership of the Democrat reporter. The members have a right under the bylaws to address the question of expulsion of the newspaper at our next membership meeting. And that's the end of that story. But it's like, are you. He doesn't have any place. As a newspaper editor with those type of comments. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, there's Flycatch and JJ. Hey, Flycatch and JJ. Oh, we lost Flycatch. Okay. 
Hey, no, it's probably not that same person. Oh, you'd read my That's mind, what, girlfriend. Yeah, I've seen Flycatch before, so. All right, so now we got three other woods. Um, the rare the, the cancer Walmart medication. Policy. The Walmart the policy. The Walmart policy. All right. Yep. Because when I saw that, I said, you got to be damn kidding me. There's a guy in a wheelchair that works at our Walmart. Damn good at his job, too. Yeah. And what makes me real mad about this is, like, this is a clear violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. I hope Yeah. I hope somebody sticks up for him. I hope so, too. All right. So, here's what's going on. This was posted back on Tuesday. Walmart's new corporate policy may cost man with cerebral palsy his job. Now, this is out of Monroe Township, Pennsylvania. Adam Catlin has been a greeter at, at the Walmart store near Sellins Grove for about 10 years. When the customers come in, I greet the customers, Catlin explained. And then if they have a return, I scan it and put a sticker on it. He loves his job and doesn't let his cerebral palsy hold him back. Walmart is his heart. His job is driving. His job is his driving force in life. Caitlin's sister, Amber Pierre Matei, said. But on Saturday, Caitlin said, Caitlin, I'm sorry, said he was told that due to a change in corporate policy, his job description will change. He must now stand for his entire eight-hour shift. He must also be able to lift 25 pounds. Bullshit. That is baloney. Mm-hmm. Even if, even if Walmart wanted to make that change in their corporate policy, that still doesn't mean that they are free from having to abide by the Americans with Disabilities Act. Mm-hmm. So even if your standard door greeter, and this is coming from somebody who once worked at Walmart, even if your standard door greeter now has to stand for the entire eight-hour shift, the fact of the matter is, this guy has what was a cerebral palsy? Yes. And can't stand. Cerebral palsy. He can't stand. That's right. He has a legitimate medical disability that prevents that. Mm-hmm. Now Walmart listen to this. Technically yeah, look. cannot force him to do that. Mm-hmm. The ADA. Right. Let's see. Catlin said that he has until April 26th to comply with the new regulations or he no longer has a job. I'm not going to be able to do that, Catlin said. A store manager told local media he's not allowed to comment. He referred questions to Walmart's corporate office. I understand that corporate policies change, so if they want to make this change, that's fine, Pierre Matei said. But I think they should grandfather him in. He's been there for 10 years. Catlin's mom posted about the situation on social media. The post was shared thousands of times, and people are outraged. Why does he have to lift 25 pounds? He's a real good kid with a good attitude, and everyone enjoys seeing him, area resident Stacy Camp said. If you're, go- if you're having a bad day, you go in there, he makes your day, so regular Shannon Walter said. We go in there every week, and I look forward to seeing him. As for Catlin, he just wants to work. I want to keep my job past April 26th because I've made a lot of good friends and a lot of good memories over the years, Catlin stressed. Attempts to reach Walmart's corporate office have not yielded a response. According to Catlin's family, he has not yet been offered any kind of severance package. Well, you know what? If enough people really? protest, if enough people protest and boycott, oh, yeah. protest, mm-hmm. Walmart, you know, Walmart will do an about face before they have to the cop up paying money. And you want to know something? They don't like to pay out money. If there but, is a, what, oops, sorry, go ahead. But what Walmart fails to understand, like I said, is this is a matter of the ADA. And mm-hmm. they want to make that policy change for door readers in general, fine. But to say he has until April 25th to abide by this, this policy change, technically, as far as Catlin is concerned, there is no policy change. Why? Mm-hmm. Because his disability prevents it. Exactly. It might ch- it will change for everybody else, and they'll just have mm-hmm. to suck it up, buttercup, and, and and run with it. But given his disability, they can change the policy all they want. They still have to abide by the Americans with Disabilities Act. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, 
he can sue the company and make an awful lot of money. What's right. the matter, Princess? They can, they can even force the Walmart to rehire him, put him back in the same or similar position, and forbid them from enforcing that against him. Agreed. Because I know, um, I know there's some people at Walmart who, um, you know, they're they're challenged, you know, either either vertically challenged or mentally challenged. That's what I'll say. I'm not going to go that far, but um, you know, it's like they're doing their job. They do it pretty well. But I mean, in this situation, you know, since when does a greeter even have to lift anything anyway? They may well, have to lift some. They may have to lift something like if it's the barcode on the bottom of the box. Yeah. Something like that. And mm-hmm. that's where I think that's I think that's where that's coming from. But again, you know, he can always get somebody to help him with it. If yeah. Necessary. And the bigger issue isn't so much the twenty five pounds in my opinion, mm-hmm. as is the fact that he's going to stand, something he literally cannot do. If you have to be able to lift 25 pounds and you can, you can always ask somebody for help. Mm-hmm. It's a standing. That's the real big issue here. Right. And as much as I've enjoyed my time at Walmart, for the most part, to me, this is not something I myself can easily overlook. I can't either. Well, you want to know something? It's bullshit. It mm-hmm. is bullshit. Like I said, we have we have one guy we have one guy in a wheelchair at our Walmart, and he scoots around and does what he's asked to do. Mhm. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So it's like, what are they going to do with him? I mean, what's this policy going to do with him then? Are they going to make him try to stand up when he probably can't? I don't know. And something else, really, too. Think about it. You've got older... I know there are older people who do their job as greeters. Do you really expect them to stand up for eight hours? Sorry, that was Princess. That's all right. Let me go take care of the dogs, because I think I know what Princess wants. Okay. That's to go to the bathroom. Okay. Okay, you guys <laughs> need to go party, huh? Yeah. I'll be back as soon as I can. Okay. All right. Anyway, back to this. This, I mean, I know there are older people who work as greeters at Walmart. Do you honestly expect someone, let's say, like 65, 70 years old to stand up for eight hours? I certainly don't think so. No. Quite frankly, I think the person who decided that Catlin must abide by this policy needs to be the one to face the consequences, not Catlin himself. Yeah. Or maybe here's what I'm thinking. Maybe they saw that video of that that one kid, that one guy with a cerebral palsy, be able to deadlift 200 pounds. Yeah, for about maybe 10 yeah. seconds. If even that. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even that. Right. But this is clearly... Well, I'm serious. I think we all agree here. This is a serious violation of the ADA, by far. It is. It is. Absolutely. It's like, I may... Now, I do go to Walmart, but the good news is I know exactly what I'm getting, and I don't, you know... I get everything done, check out, go. But one thing I'm not having at Walmart, they do not have my specific rice milk anymore. It's like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Oh, my. I had an order from Amazon, and you know what happened with me with that, so. Yeah, they screwed it up. They screwed it up. They messed up the boxes. I only got eight instead of ten, but at least they gave me a refund, and the next time I order, I will let them know straight up. (laughs) It's like, please yeah. do not let these boxes get bent again. And make sure I have ten, not eight. At least they gave you your money back. Yes, they did. They were very, yeah, they responded very well. So it's like, thank you at least for that. 
And speaking of which, I had a new issue today. Um, I had the I I had to order a new Pokemon Go Plus device for my phone because the old one had seemingly given out. It's like it would not connect. I've only had the new one for eight days and it quit completely. I even changed batteries. It did not work. Oh my. Okay. So I'm thinking, terrific. Now and this new one isn't working, the old one hookup. So I tried some trickery with the old one, and guess what? Now it works again. So I'm going to send the new... So I spoke with someone on Amazon, and they said, send the new one back. If you got everything in it, we're going to give you a refund as soon as you send it back. It's like, oh, don't worry. I'm sending it back. <laughs> because I have a UPS store not far from the house. And they will issue the they will issue the refund as soon as I send it off. So they didn't get too yet? far off the patio. Yeah, oh. they didn't get too far off the patio. It's raining again. Okay. Oh. Pa. Okay. Thank you. So so far we've done. The, all right. Um, I'm going to pick the next one. I'm going to say the porch pirate steals the boy's rare cancer medication. Bullshit. Yeah. It is bullshit. Yeah. I'm going to check. I want to check and see if there has been any update to this one too, because I know. All right. So this was actually posted back on the 12th, and it's like, are you serious? All right. Bastard. Yep. yep. Actually, it's just a bastard. It's only one person who did it. Uh, porch pirate steals boys' rare cancer medication. A porch pirate was caught uh, stealing a package. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's yours, Tim. All right. Anyway, a porch pirate was caught on camera stealing a package from a Nevada family, and what was inside the box made the theft especially devastating. A 14-year-old boy's life-changing cancer medication was swiped right off his front porch. Gage Haynes was diagnosed with a rare cancer when he was six months old and now takes eight Rydapt pills a day for it. I have systemic mastocytosis, Haynes told CBS affiliate KLAS-TV. It's a rare form of cancer, and it's just been happening my whole life, so I'm used to it. Now we finally found a way to help it. My whole life there really been, my whole life there's really been nothing. The teen has been in and out of the hospital his whole life, but his battle just got a little harder. His family security camera captured images of a man with a soda can in one hand and an orange in the other, nonchalantly taking two packages from their front porch on Thursday last week. Once I realized that it was my son's medication, then I got upset, said Haynes' mom, Stacy Shavinsky. You're not just taking pants or a shirt. You're taking something that's keeping someone alive. Not only is the medication important, but it is also expensive. I worked really hard to try to get him that. I did financial assistance because it costs $40,000 a month because it's not FDA-approved for anyone under 18, Shavinsky said. Haynes and his family said they don't want attention. They just want the medication back. It really helps me out a lot. I would feel a lot better so I can go to school, get good grades, get a job, so just please return it, Haynes said. The thief has identified, and the Shavinsky family is hoping someone will recognize him from the video. Shavinsky is also working with a pharmaceutical company to get assistance for her son. So I'm going to see if there's any update to this thing. Because I hope that the kid gets his medication back. That is fucking yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it does not appear there's been any updates, so they still haven't caught him yet. Bastard. Mm-hmm. I hope that turnabout is fair play, and yeah. something happens that that son of a bitch needs something, and it gets stolen. Hey, mm-hmm. you guys want to go in the cage? Sorry for the interruption. Yeah, but yeah, there's just not. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, there's not been any update to this. So <sighs> that's just rough. You know what? Karma will come back and bite that guy right in the ass. Agree. I want to know what, what make. I want to know, and I, and I know you the two of you don't have any answers. I'm not looking to either of you for answers. I want to know what was going through that guy's head when he saw the packages and just assumed it was naturally his case. Especially not knowing what was in it. 
Yeah. He, he was probably looking for some. Now, somebody in the comments, I read the comments a little bit further down. Mm-hmm. Someone in the comments said it was probably a guy looking for something he could sell quick for drugs. Hmm. That's a good, that's a good answer. You know, any, anything about it. Oh, shit. Mm. Okay, she'll be back. Don't worry. Well, I, guess, I guess in a way that's also kind of ironic considering exactly what you stole. Mm-hmm. Well, really bad is if he if he finds out what it is and you know finds a way to make the family pay a ransom for that thing or something, right? You know what I think they ought to do? What? And I don't know if this, I don't know if this has ever been done before or not, but be interested to know if it has. If he dies because he didn't get his, the medicine that this guy stole, mm-hmm. and Operating under the under the assumption that they do eventually catch the guy, mm-hmm. charge him with charge him with first degree murder. Ah, that's I would agree with that. The act of theft caused the victim to die because he didn't have mm-hmm. his medicine. Correct. That would that would make that sense. Made that happen. Charge him mm-hmm. with first degree murder. Why first degree? Because he intentionally stole the medicine. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the interruptions, people. That's okay. That's that's the thing about live. This is the thing about having the show live. You will have to deal with people yawning, belching, occasional farting, and dog barking. No, don't forget the verbal. You don't, even have, to, you don't even have to live with typoing. And even mistalking, such as saying robocops instead of robocops. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? Surely? Add that to the same list of things we'll never you let you forget. Let that down, surely. Yeah, really? let's see. Yeah, robocock, getting laid potato chips, and, oh, yes, my favorite, bug deodorant. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. What's the okay. next article? All right, the next article is the resident told not to speak Spanish at the Houston retirement community. Oh, who told him that? The the um, people in charge or just somebody, another resident living there? Um, actually, it's the director of her senior citizen complex. Shit. So, all right, so here is the story. This was posted yesterday. Out of Houston, a woman got a stunning letter from her retirement community telling her it's unacceptable to speak Spanish in public areas. She said the order came from the director of her senior citizen complex, which is run by the Salvation Army. When Catherine Hernandez moved into the complex, she said she never thought she would have to fight to feel equal. The thing is, she's taking away my rights, she said. The letter from the complex's director said, in part, and this isn't verbatim, The United States of America is an English-speaking country, and those who come to the United States or are born here should learn to speak the language. Hernandez said she was the only person to receive the letter, basically saying that it was rude to sit in the lobby and speak Spanish. I'm paying out of my Social Security money for this? I can't even speak my language? No, that's not right. Hernandez said there are many unfair situations happening in the complex, but the residents, most of whom are Hispanic, are too afraid to speak out. I have never excluded a person that walks in. This is my native language, you know, and I love my Spanish. It's like telling a person that goes to Mexico, no, no, I don't want you to speak English, she said. Hernandez said this was the I'm last straw, so she called them. Yeah. Hernandez said this was the last straw, so she called the media. The Salvation Army said the incident is now being investigated and that the Salvation Army of Greater Houston is committed to making sure those we serve feel welcome and meeting the needs of the community without discrimination. This is our last year's. This is going to be my last home. And if I have to fight for what's left for the rest of my life, I don't want to live like this, Hernandez yeah. said. And I don't. Are I you, agree with her on that. I I don't blame her one little bit. Mm-mm. Personally, my call would be have that director fired. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm sorry, I don't care. You could, if I were running the place, it's like talk whatever language you want. Okay? Whatever language you feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. If it's English, 
speak English. If it's Spanish, English, fine. Spanish. If it's French, fine. Spanish, go for it. Vietnamese, I no fine. I never knew this. This is a quote from Audrey Hepburn. It says, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. Oh, yeah, I've seen that quote before. Uh Uh-huh. But Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know what's wrong with the world nowadays. It's like, come on, give me a break. It's like English is the only language. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. English is a language, but here's the catch. The United States has never officially declared English the official language. And you know what? We're such a melting pot. We are such a melting pot of Vietnamese, Korean, um, Mm -hmm. blacks, whites, Spanish, um, Spanish, Chinese, Chinese, Middle Eastern. And just because of ISIS, all of them are deemed bad. But they yeah. aren't. No. I mean, I'm not going to judge. I mean, I don't want to judge an entire group by what I see with ISIS. It's like, just because ISIS is doing that doesn't mean that people over here are doing it like that. Yeah, there are a lot of people that I've read stories on who say, I don't believe in ISIS. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in their beliefs. You know, it's just like that incident here. This guy, he went to a um, mosque. I'm mm-hmm. trying to think where it was, in Tempe. Mm-hmm. And he was invited into the mosque. And he came back out with a whole nother different view. Mm-hmm. You know, he came out with an entirely different view. Mm-hmm. And how does that song go? Red, yellow, black, white. They are precious in his sight. Yep. Okay, well, yeah. Well, I just found a story that'll actually make you feel good. Someone is trained to run a half marathon. It's going to take place here in Montgomery soon. The woman is 63 years old. Good for her. Oh, God. Yeah. She may take a while, but I bet you she crosses that finish line. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so here's the story. Yeah, this was posted yesterday. What would it take for you to complete a half marathon, 13.1 miles on your feet? With the Montgomery Half Marathon right around the corner, one woman is setting out to prove that anyone can do it, and it's never too late to start pursuing your goals. For Pat Morrow, running is more than physical. It helps me think things out. I think while I'm running, Morrow said. A lot of people listen to music. I don't. At 63 years old and recently retired, Morrow decided to run farther than she's ever run before, 13.1 miles a half marathon. I started running in my late 20s, sort of quit when I got married. He started running, so I started running, Morrow said. Then a series of setbacks slowed her down. In 2004, I had back surgery and breast cancer, she remembered. Now she's back on her feet and gaining ground. I usually do longer runs on the weekend and just short runs during the week, explained Morrow. Last weekend, I ran over 12 miles. Her focus is honed in on the Montgomery Half Marathon. Make sure that I don't go off too fast or start with start with and to run my own pace. Pat described her race day strategy. My goal is to finish between three and three and a half hours. She's not making any firm plans beyond that, but says she'd like to complete a half marathon at Disney World one day. I doubt that I'll ever go past 13, she said. I'm just going to keep running. Depending on how this half marathon goes, I might try another one. Morrow's convinced that if she can do this, anyone can. If anybody wants to run, you can. It doesn't matter your age or your shape or what your circumstances have been, Morrow said. And it's not too late to sign up either. So, as I think, I think it's around. I think, and no, it's in early March. Let me find would out. Let you, me find out for could? sure. Would you if you could? Uh, I can do a 5K, but I cannot do a 13. Okay, it's not. To, oh shoot, I couldn't do it anyway, Janet. It's March 9th, the day I take you back to Atlanta before you go home. <laughs> oh my. Oh so, fudge. Yeah. Oh, well, they have a 5K. They, don't, they have a 5K also. So, but the problem is, it's in the morning, so it would not work. <laughs> no. It would not work. Yeah. It would have been nice, but that's okay. But, yeah. 
It's nice to know there's still some good in the world. Oh, yeah. wait a minute. There was one more story I for- completely forgot about. The climate change scientist. Yeah, yes. The one I posted. Let's see if I can find it. There it is. Yep, scientist who resisted censorship of climate report lost her job. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. I knew there'd been one more. And this was, let's see. Let's see. Here we go. Put one there and put one here. You sound like that crazy frog. You don't remember that? I do. Yeah, I do remember that. All right, all right. This is courtesy of revealnews.org. Scientists who resisted censorship of climate report lost her job. And this was actually posted on Valentine's Day last week. For several years, climate change scientist Maria Caffrey led a trailblazing study outlining the risks of rising seas at national parks. Um, after this past Friday, she'd be out of a job. Caffrey, who worked under a contract with the National Park Service, resisted efforts by federal officials to remove all references to human causes of climate change in her scientific report. After a reveal from the Center for Investigative Reporting reported the attempts at censorship, Democratic members of Congress called for an investigation, and last May, the Park Service released the report with all the references reinstated. Caffrey's contract expired last Friday. Park Service officials told her last year that they would hire her for a new project, but they notified her last uh, Thursday that the no funding is available for the work. Caffrey said she asked her supervisor at the Park Service, is this because of the climate change stuff? She said he told her, I don't want to answer that. The uh, Park Service officials did not respond to questions from Reveal about why Caffrey wasn't rehired, but spokesman Jeremy Barnum said it was not because he spoke out against the editing of the climate report. Caffrey's career boom and bust exemplifies the difficult situation many scientists face President Donald Trump's administration tries to suppress research on topics that he doesn't consider a priority. Columbia Law School's Seven Center for Climate Change Law has reported 194 examples of the federal government censoring, hindering, or sidelining climate change science since Trump was elected. I actually agree with that, too. All federal scientists are vulnerable, but scientists like Caffrey who work under federal contracts face particular risk because they can be fired easily and their funding can be pulled, said Jeff Rook, I think it's Rook, Executive Director of Public Employees for Environmental Responsibility, which represents federal and state scientists in complaints against agencies. In a January episode of Reveal, Caffrey spoke about the pressure she experienced during the editing of the Parks Report. She said supervisors at the Parks Service yelled at her and threatened to kill the report or remove her name if she would not agree to the changes. Some told her they could lose their jobs or be transferred if she didn't capitulate. It's different kinds of bullying and pressure from different people, Caffrey said. If one person says one thing and then another person says another thing, after a while it really starts to build up and it becomes an absolute mountain. The report projects the effects of sea level rise at 118 coastal parks in 2030, 2050, and 2100. It includes four scenarios of global greenhouse gases, which come mostly from the burning of fossil fuels, based on whether and how people, how much people reduce greenhouse gases. The research started under President Barack Obama's administration, but then was held up for more than a year after Trump took office. Reveal That's obtained why. 18 drafts. Mm-hmm. Reveal obtained 18 drafts of the report. In one draft, a Park Service official crossed out five uses of the word anthropogenic, the term for people's impact on nature, along with three references to human activities causing climate change. Trump questions that humans are causing climate change, but climate scientists around the globe have concluded that greenhouse gases from human activities are causing the planet to warm. As part of her research, Caffrey developed an idea for an interactive website to enable the public and park staff to visualize the threat rising seas pose to individual parks. She led the website project, but was removed from it in May before it was completed and published in December. Essentially, I feel I've been shut off from my project. It certainly feels like there could have been some retribution playing a role in this, Caffrey said at the time. Last spring, Caffrey accepted a temporary contract at the Park Service that was unrelated to climate change. She was paid $25,000 a year, about a third of the salary she had earned for several years. Her supervisors at the Park Service... Her supervisors at the Park Service's Water Resources Division tried to secure fundings for a better position, paying $76,000 a year, to assess wetlands at national parks, according to Caffrey and Park Service emails. But they emailed her on Thursday that the funding isn't available. 
After the report was published, the Interior Department's Inspector General and the Park Service's Scientific Integrity Officer closed their investigations into whether the agency violated its scientific integrity policies. Congressional Democrats requested a broader investigation. Nancy Diapolo, spokeswoman for the Interior's Office of the Inspector General, told Reveal that it has launched no new investigation. Rook said federal agencies' scientific integrity policies have little teeth, and while scientists' careers often suffer when they stand up for research that doesn't fit agencies' priorities, the career staff that sideline it often thrive. Caffrey, 37, doesn't regret her decision to stand up for science. I wouldn't do anything different, but Jesus, this is stressful, she said. She's pulling her toddler out of daycare and has set a goal of applying for a new job every day. Caffrey's career may have taken a hit, but her science is publicly available to show how much climate change threatens parks with permanent flooding and storm damage, and how reducing greenhouse gas emissions could reduce the damage. Maria is a smart, dedicated, and accomplished scientist. If these were normal times, she would continue to make valuable contributions within the Park Service and for the future of our globe, said William Manley, a University of Colorado research scientist who worked with Caffrey on her sea level research for the Park Service. We should all be grateful for her efforts. You want to know something? You want an example of climate change? Look at the polar bears. Look at the polar yeah. ice that the polar bears depend on to feed. Mm-hmm. There's getting less and less of it every year. Yeah. And what I'm going to do is um, the National Parks Report on Climate Change was released on May 18th of last year, uncensored, unchanged. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the link there. You can read it at your disposal. You don't have to worry about anything. Okay. And it does involve Maria Caffrey, so. Yeah, so hopefully, um, hopefully something will happen, but I doubt it seriously because I mean, I'm sorry. I may be a registered Republican, but Trump is an embarrassment to us. Tell me about it. Oh, yeah. He's making us real Republicans look bad. Oh, yeah, there is one more thing. Janet, you found something about see-through trousers? Oh, feel free to read Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Yeah, I saw that. Thing. You, oh my god! Would you like to read that one, or can I read it? If you like to read it, sure. Okay, give me just a minute. Okay, okay well, I put the link in the chat, so it should be easier to find. Okay, and I'm gonna tell you the truth. I would not Facebook. be. I wouldn't be caught dead wearing that. Me <laughs> yeah, either. Okay, where is the BTH at? There it is. Oh, God. I don't look good wearing a thong. Into trousers are now a thing, and we're questioning everything. Mm-hmm. Who wants to see your ass, anyway? And this uh. was posted last week on the 12th. Okay, see-through clothing. It, see-through clothing isn't entirely a fresh concept. We already have see-through tops and bottoms. That the key here is these ones are just transparent, no partial tees. You can straight up put your assets on display. The famous clothing brand Assos has launched their see-through trousers, which literally looks like a pant made up of cling films. Okay, cling films, saran wrap. Mm-hmm. And the internet is divided. While some are having a good laugh, some actually think that the concept is fresh and could look good if pulled off in the right manner. But hey, at least this one has pockets, ladies. <sighs> God. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Oh, that model. Okay. If you're feeling a little too adventurous... You can own the revolutionary piece of clothing for um, just just 40 pounds, which is about $52 for a trouser, which looks like a plastic bag. If you're looking for some clarity in your life, flounce London's sheer or- organza combat trousers in white is the thing for you. Clear as crystal, 
revealing every detail of your body, plus those pretty legs God gave you. Hmm. And even Assos gets it. In the description of the product, the store has described the product as something you wear when you feel a little extra. The high-waisted, invisible trousers are packed with amazing cargo pockets and fitted cuffs, which will only enhance your beauty or make you feel more insecure about your body. Hmm. Flounce London claims it is perfectly it is the perfect party piece, and we are seriously questioning the kind of parties they go to. We'll have what they are having. <laughs> the trousers are available for sizes four to sixteen, and guess what? Some sizes are even sold even sold out. Sold out after a few moments of them launching the bizarre product, which is just a cling foil. People sure are weird. Maybe the kinky ones are eyeing it for Valentine's. Who knows? All we know is such a thing exists in the name of fashion, and people are paying about $50 to buy the monstrosity, and it is actually running out of sizes. Hmm. Whatever the occasion, nail your going out fit. With flounce, London's collection of party pieces. Streamline your silhouette in velvet and metallic bodysuits, or choose from fancier than your average embellished dresses. Flounce London says about their latest creation, which they believe is fancier than average and extra. I love Assos, but why on earth would you wear that? Tweeted a concerned person. Excuse me. Ah, sorry. Assos sure has some fans, but even they are baffled as to what this fashion attire is supposed to be. And this isn't the first time this has happened. Last year, the brand launched tank tops for men. And, well, they were nothing like you'd imagine a tank top to be. And it had men laughing around the globe. Assos are having a laugh, surely. That's not a crop, no a crop top. Not a crop top. That's the rejected sweatshop vest. I can't. Even, tweeted one person. Okay. I'm fine. I was just looking at the... And if the transparent trousers are weird tank for men isn't interesting, you also have this other option if you love to all thing, thing weird and like making trendy fashion statements. Asymmetrical jeans were launched earlier this year, which helped the never-ending confusion of choosing the kind of jeans you want to wear. With a skinny leg and one flare, with a skinny leg and one flare, you can now be stylish and comfort at, comfort at the same time, partially. Well, let me see. I'm looking at that. And it's like one one advantage that could actually work is let's say you have like a cast or you've got a um, one of those one of those um special boots or something that would mm-hmm. actually be beneficial for that. Uh huh. Designed by Ksenia and Anton Schneider, known Mm -hmm. professionally as Ksenia Schneider, they believe the jeans are going to be the next big thing. My partner, Anton Schneider, said that it was too crazy and no one needs jeans like this, so I abandoned this idea for a couple of seasons. But a few months ago, I realized that at least one person needs such jeans. Me, Schneider told Vogue. What is the world coming to? We're getting more and more creative day by day. Yeah. Okay. What if you bought a pair of those jeans with the right leg, the flare jean, and you break your left leg? Then what? Good question. Okay. That was the end of the article. Yeah. Yeah, and we're about the end of the show, too. (laughs) Okay. But the funny thing is, I didn't get the 90-second signal. Okay. I was All right. By tonight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we had plenty to talk about tonight. But anyway, um, tomorrow night since I already did, see I did my reviews back on Tuesday, so tomorrow night it's all Mad Libs. Woo! For the whole I got hour. The yeah. Bring I on got your naughties, Jim. We get, we're gonna need them. <laughs> 
But anyway, um, please remember to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and follow us on our website, beyondtheairways.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast for Beyond the Airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night. Sleep well, stay safe, and we'll see you tomorrow night for the entire hour of Naughty Mad Libs. Uh, yes. That's all for tonight. Have a great night. And remember... You... I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. (laughs) You stuttering prick, you. Shut up! I am the vengeance. I am the knight. I am... And, of course... This is the voice of the Mr. Rons. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. Shut up! Do I have All to? right. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, that's it. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow for Naughty Mad Libs. Night, everyone. Jana. Jana. Jana.